Welcome to The Shift, where we have high-level conversations. Today, we have a special guest, Reggie Keith Pearson, diving deep about relationships and entrepreneurship. Welcome to The Shift. How you doing this evening? Oh, I can't complain. I'm so thankful. I'm to be live. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, this is the show where we have high-level conversations, and you someone that I know can get real deep with it. So I just want to start you off uh, with the audience of just getting familiar with who you are as a person and what was your mindset like growing up compared to who you are today as a man? Uh, well, my mindset when I first started off, uh, you know, as a youngster, uh, my mindset was pretty much, you know, go to school, you know, go to school, learn, 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 learn. But I didn't really have a direction of really what I wanted to do because there's so many different things I was good at doing. I didn't have a clear path which way I should go. So a lot of times we get, I was kind of having the same conversation with my son. We get enrolled in college and we just, we'll pick a path. Let's do this, pick this career. And you may not even want to do that in the next two years. So that's kind of how, where I was. I kind of was adjusting my, my mindset shift on that. Plus also being a PK, where people know a preacher's kid, I was, uh, you know, a lot of things, some things were forced on me, kind of like to be do certain things even for church in, in religion, right? So I had to find my pathway and which way that God wanted me to go versus what other people wanted me to do. So as I got older, my mindset switched to, or I got wiser to seeing what's best for me and not what's best for everyone else. Definitely, definitely. So let me ask you, because uh, a lot of times, you know, they say uh, officer kids and pastor kids, y'all be some of the most naughtiest kids. So how was it growing up as a pastor son? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had this conversation. I mean, so many conversations I had about the week, but I was just speaking to someone else about it. Like, it was a lot of pressure. When I say a lot of pressure, people look at different, like, celebrities. They talk about, oh, paparazzi's after you, all this and that. People watching everything you do on social media. Well, that's how it is as a as a, as a PK, a preacher's kid. People watching every move you make. They got comments. They got judgments on you. So you're under a microscope at a young age, you know? So everything you do, it's like, oh, you're going to do that? Oh, you a pastor's kid. So to keep it real with you, like, my senior year, um, had a lot of friends that some mixture of friends, but some of the ones that was PKs like me. Um, some of them was no, like you said, being a bad kid. I want Mr. Perfect, y'all. Don't get that wrong. I want, don't, I want Mr. Perfect. <laughs> don't, get, don't, don't get that confused, all right? But it's just with certain things that I knew I can't do. I'm not gonna get caught up in this because of I gotta look at more than just who I who I am, also with my parents and family, what they represent. So I had to kind of be mindful of that and I started making different decisions even my senior year of high school to avoid certain certain parties you know maybe hey i'll go out with y'all y'all may be getting high i'm there but i ain't you know what i'm saying y'all getting drunk i'm there but i ain't you see what i'm saying and so i just knew what my limits were i was still in the atmosphere in the, in the area but i just knew that hey i know i gotta make a difference i'm i'm, I'm hearing that stereotype of all that y'all the bad y'all the sneaky ones y'all i mean and i seen it and i was like i like Somebody got to make a difference, jeez. And that's when I started flipping and changing up. And you might have known, you know, because seeing me, like, at that time, senior year, that's when I first started doing that gospel mind dance. Gotcha. gotcha. I was doing hip-hop dance regularly. Yeah. On shows, I was doing all the popping. Like, I used you know, to get it. Uh, you were usher it. back in the day. I remember. Yeah, you know, that was me. <laughs> I mean, all the time dancing. But then my senior year, I flipped it to gospel mind. That's oh, when I started making a difference. Like, let me just change this up, do something more inspirational and positive. God gave me this gift, but let me just sort of inspire people in a different way, in a different way I use my my uh my body do do dancing. You see what I'm saying? So, and so that was young age, what created that shift though? Like what what went through your mind created? to to make you make that shift at such a young age? Um, I really, bro, I'm being honest with you, bro. I did, I started, it was a time where I got my keys snatched from me because I was driving. Okay. Coming home too late, being out with the ladies, doing what I do. You know how it is. You know, it's <laughs> high school. After the game, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking the curfew multiple times. Pop said, you know what? Be real with you. Hey, I'm taking them keys for two weeks. You ain't going nowhere. We can go to school, come back home. The weekend, whatever, you ain't, you ain't driving. I'm like, dang, bro, I can't drive the whip. Everybody, where you going, man? I can't go. My, you know what I'm saying? I can't drive, bro. Like, dang. So that time, being real with you, I got, um, Sitting in my room, man, one, one Friday and Saturday evening, you know what I'm saying? Because I was couldn't go nowhere. And uh, I started reading the Bible, man, real talk. So I reading the Bible, and I started listening to some different songs. And then, man, I, I, I tell you not, it was that time of meditation. 
Wow. Just getting myself focused, man. Just talking to God, man. And I just was like, man, let me, you know, this song started playing. It started with, with sound is so important. Because sound affects everything you do. That's how we said, I'm going to put on the slow jams to get in the mood, right? Mm -hmm. You don't put on a hype song. Uh, <laughs> when putting that on when you got a lady friend with trying to, try to get in the mood, right? Right, right, Go right. Move, mellow, little jag. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's what it is. People understand how sound is so important. What you put into your your ear gates is will affect you. So I start. I just put something. There's some positive. You know, there's a little couple of gospel track song. Um, it was a Kurt Franklin song at that. Okay. And I was listening to it, and I started getting ideas of some movement. And I was like, oh, that was tight. Oh, that sounds kind of good. And I looked up a couple of scriptures about the song, and I was like, man, I probably could do something off that, right? And then um, maybe a few weeks later, or some, some months later, I seen this one other group in, in Annapolis dancing, doing what I was idea doing. And For I was sure. like, they doing what I was talking about doing. And they was all on the, on, it was called StarQuest. Remember StarQuest back yeah, in the day? Yeah. It was a StarQuest. I was like, they doing what I was talking about doing. But wasn't nobody doing it at the crib in the fort. And I'm like, right, man, right. I can do it. Yeah. So I came out one talent show, bro, by myself, solo dolo, doing my thing. And everybody was like, what? I ain't never seen that done before. Oh, man. And then it turned mm -hmm. into a couple other guys, a couple of dance groups came and joined with me. And that's how we created the whole IOC, which is called Images of Christ. Um, That's what it was called. And we were, you know, doing the gospel mime and dance, but mixing different hip-hop stuff, making it still youthful, you know, and mixing different stuff into it. But we just turned into a more inspirational thing. And that kind of led me, you know, to the path that I'm on today, just like knowing that what I do, we have power to make change. All of us do through our mouths, mm. um, through our actions. People are always watching you. Then you ain't got to talk to them personally. They can see what you do. Definitely. So I had from that time of 18, from high school, senior, going out through college and whatnot, I knew that I could make a difference. And I, uh, my life could impact so many people in so many different ways, good or bad. But it's all based on the choices that I made. So. That, that's thank you for sharing that so was it your parents uh was it something that you were just gifted with to have that type of mindset at such a young age because we're going to tap into your entrepreneur life in a little bit but um these are all kind of entrepreneur influential influencer traits you know what i'm saying good thing they didn't have tiktok back then because you would have went viral <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir you know? I, I actually said that one of my sons um he was, uh, we had a, he did a YouTube on an old school flip phone boy. He recorded it, a YouTube video. What's out there right now? Remember the song? Jerk, jerk. Yeah, jerk. yeah, yeah. Well, he was five years old. Now that five-year-old is now 19. He's the same age as the, uh, the young man who plays on Blackish, the younger okay. son. Him and my son both had the top two videos on YouTube at the time for dancing, hip-hop dancing. Two five-year-olds. YouTube contacted me at the time. We didn't have a right to the song. You're talking about once again, 15 years ago. Yeah. So I said, well, I write you the music, da, da, da. They're like, yeah, because they wanted to pay me per, per click. See what I'm saying? And right, I didn't know right. what that, remember, this is all new. Remember, yep. I told you it, it was new. Yep. You know, I, I, I didn't know nothing about no <laughs> social media, YouTube. My son just kind of recorded it. My older son recorded it and put it on YouTube. He was like, what? We get all these comments, likes, followers. We're like, what in the world? It's a five-year-old dancing. That's all it was. And from that point on, bro, I was like, that's crazy how we influence that many people off that video, but think if we would have kept building upon that, we, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, we, right, yep. I'm like, so yeah, you talking about TikTok, YouTube, famous, we could have been there back at the time because I started working with, you you know, as well, I started working with other young men and women across the city and built a whole group of probably about 10 to 12 young people that was dancing and we doing, you know, shows and right. um, youth programs and stuff like that, concerts for hip hop artists and everything. We opened up doing the gospel mom. Mm -hmm. So, where, where did the mindset inspire from, though? Like, is it something you said, say it again? It, it, it came from me, my upbringing, bro, of seeing, uh, you know, just being in the church, really, man, seeing my, 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 my grandparents, you know, seeing their drive, seeing my parents drive because my dad being a pastor, yeah, it was a small business. Right. Being a yes. church is a business organization. It is a business. So, mm -hmm. I told it at my parents' um, anniversary uh, thing they just had, they had. Actually, your mom's and stuff was there. I was like, listen, my dad had a choice. I remember my going to my freshman year. He was Either he was going to move to Indianapolis for his job or start his church. He said, yo, I'm going to start this church. And I was like, dang, he's going to stay. I want to go to Naptown and, you know. Right. Uh, all yeah. that 
that I was gonna go to BD, everything, bro. I was like, oh man, Davis. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I was geek. I was geek. <laughs> I knew a few people. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go out of here. I'm gonna go play basketball, run track, down here and nap. And then they was like, yeah, man. I said, I'm moving. Everybody, I'm leaving. You know, hey, Gray, I'm leaving. I'm going to nap. My dad said, no, I was gonna start this church, man. So from seeing that groundwork of a, of a parent, your parents starting a, a, a church, which is a business, from mm-hmm. ground zero, from no people to no building to things, you know, building up, right. that's kind of where I learned to drive at, man. I learned a lot of my people skills. So I was able to relate to so many walks of life, you wow. know what I'm saying? And then being able to relate, to talk to people, learning my communication skills, my different soft skills that some people don't have. And you can go to school for 20 years and still don't have soft skills. I agree. So I learned how to be able to, to be a, uh, to be an adapter to so many different people and learn and listen from to them to be able to make me the man who I am today. Definitely. I like that. I like that. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, you use these skills to implement in your children, uh, in your household, because you married your high school sweetheart, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah that's a beautiful thing. We're we going to talk about that later because we're going to talk about the love life because, you know, that's black love. And y'all been lasting what y'all about 20 years now. 23 years this year, bro. Just celebrated last Wow. 23. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Y'all are a beautiful couple as well. I will say that. Y'all, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that later, though. But uh, (laughs) right now, we're going to stick to the entrepreneur mindset of uh, how it's developed. So right now, you know, you're letting us know that uh, it was a church, you know, that environment. And um, I like to stress on other people how impactful environments are because it was a blessing for you to ever to be in an environment like that to be able to become the man that you are today do you feel that if you were not exposed to that type of environment that you would have the type of mindset that you have right now no i wouldn't i i, I would i would not um i wouldn't have said mindset because what did the church <laughs> actually allow me to meet other business people mm-hmm. outside of the church arena because they were connected to the church but yet they had other businesses other um, professionals, um, attorneys, business owners. I was able to network and meet them from the church. And that helped me grow. I would have business meetings with other, go to business meetings of other people's businesses just to sit in there and listen. I'm just a fire on the wall. I know nothing about that business whatsoever. I'm a successful businessman. I'm going to sit in the offices and listen. Wow. Wow. And that's how I tell people. I, I went to the library before the internet was huge. You can Google it. I went to the library. I picked up, but he told me, go read, go read some of these books. Go read that book. I will go pick up the books because now read the books. That's what I'm talking about. Man, if you want to keep anybody, anything from someone, put it in a book because people do not read. They do not educate themselves, especially we of color. Okay. So you were speaking earlier in the podcast about um, schooling and talking to, I believe it was your children about uh, the decision of, it may have been yourself. I'm sorry. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the difference between you don't really need to go to college and there's other obstacles that you can take in the world. So dive a little deep into uh, that perspective. That. Got you. So I, well, I actually, my youngest son, who's 19 now, um, having that conversation with him because he okay. kind of took, he, he graduated high school. He was taking some computer engineering courses, but um, he was like, dang, down way. I don't feeling that. So we changed it up, took a little time off, started working. Now he started back going to school this past semester taking some courses now towards a different field. And he like, yeah, I think I really want to go in this landscaping business stuff and learn more things about landscaping and about um, uh, uh, doing gardening and electrical work, like installing, like, you know, people have a, a pond in their house, the lights yeah. and stuff going through it, all that kind of stuff, yeah. the water fountains. He want to learn all that kind of stuff. Wow. I said, if that's the way you want to go, I'm all for it because you can get you, get certified, get you a trade at something. Yeah. Is he yes. doing things? I said, bro, you can make so much more money. I know people out here right now with four-year and eight-year degrees that still ain't making 50K, searching mm-hmm. for jobs still. I said, you get some certifications, bro. You good to go because either you can still do your own business, but other companies will hire you on. Like, for contract example, you. One, yeah, contract yep. you. I said, mm-hmm. we want an apartment complex. I said, if you got HVAC experience and some electrical or plumbing experience, we'll hire you on. They'll pay your rent. Again, pay your rent yes. and you get paid your salary just by being certified. No degree required, but at least have some certification or some experience in mm-hmm. doing these few things. See what I'm saying? So yeah. I told him, bro, you get those type of trades and certification under yourself, you win it. So right now, he's working full-time at a company called uh, Train. T-R-A-N-E. Train okay. where they build HVAC systems. He learned that right now. As mm. a- Getting the skills. 
yeah. in the skills. Yeah. yeah. So he learned that stuff and I said, Great son, get that. He already now yeah. he already started. Peep this. This past summer already helped him start his first landscaping business, which was already was a success. Ooh. But he's taking don't chill on that so much right now because it's getting colder here. That's right. business to do. Don't work this full-time gig now. Learn learn the HVAC, electrical stuff, get yeah. certification. So next summer when he come out, he can offer more things. Yes. And be working all year round throughout the all year round. Because oh, he's more valuable now. And see what I'm saying? Yes. So he picked up the entrepreneurial skill set and mindset from somewhere. I don't know, bro. I love it. Hey man, that's what it's about, man. Like, uh, I don't I don't know if you understand how blessed that you are to uh have grasped that information so quickly in your life to be able to pay it down to your children. Because a lot of us we don't have that, or we're the first ones, you know, mm -hmm. to get the information. And it's always harder for the people that are in front because we're leading. But the people yeah. behind us is like, yo, it ain't no excuse. I need you to slingshot past me, fam. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know all I got the whole blueprint laid out. Yes. You just gotta follow, follow it. And you you winning. You winning. Yes, man. You know? I love it. So let's talk about some of your entrepreneur experiences, like from uh, when when you started your dance groups, all the way up into where you're at today, like take us through that journey and some of some of your uh, adversities and how you got through them. Got you, got you. So first off, the first entrepreneur step I took was the whole dance group, working with uh, you know the young people. Uh, we travel around the country, getting paid, touring, things like that, um, making a name for ourselves in the city, but around the country. You know, appearing on BT. Opened up, like I say, for different agasso and hip hop artists. So it was great. Um, it came to a point where you, with any group, it's like you see um, any boy band group, whatever. Sometimes you get tension in there, and that kind of confusion came in, I think, with some parents and things like that. And people, young people, some of the people wanted to do their own thing. And, you know, like it's the business. You can't go off to anybody's business and tell them what you want to do. Right. I can take your suggestion, but you're not going to run over, step and overrule me as the owner of the business and tell me what mm -hmm. I, you know what to do and make the changes. So um, what it happens is I just trying to change it up to uh, being just only my kids after a while. And that was a great success, but you know, kids get older, these kids turn teenagers. So they thought, <laughs> I'm too cool now that I'm, I'm doing sports. I, I ain't got time for the dancing thing no more. So I kind of wound back up to just being me. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. So I started teaching it. So I started okay. teaching dance at, at different dance studios, um, a couple of different youth centers, like Yule Wilson back in Fort Wayne, the fort. I taught the Yule Wilson Center, you know, shout out to uh, Miss Shirley Woods and all them over there. <laughs> they really, that was my foundation that let me understand how important it was to teach young people and have that patience, right? Um, so they gave me an opportunity where I never taught a class before. I just want to work with my own kids or whatnot, a few other people, but it wasn't like a group of kids. We're talking about, I mean, I'm teaching, you know, 40, 50 kids a week in dance. You know, it's like, whoa, this is hey, different for me. Yo, that's what's up. I never did it. And so mm -hmm. that was my foundation, bro, to me being able to teach dance classes out in Ohio. Uh, coming back, actually, in a long story short on this one, I did a workshop with the Jabberwockies before they were the Jabberwockies. Yes, yes. Okay. Yo, so before yeah. they were the Jabberwockies, yeah, I did a workshop with them, told them what I, well, one of the one of the head people over the Jabberwockies, right? Long story short, I told them what I was doing. It was my dance crew with the white white makeup and the gloves, right? Um, he was like, oh, okay, y'all got a little dance crew as well back in Cali. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, 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 right, I'm talking about it. And so maybe a year later, I'm watching America's Best Dance Crew. There's a group on there with the white mask. You know, that's kind of how we did. Right, white mask, right. gloves. I'm getting calls immediately. Hey, that's you, that's you on TV? That's you on MTV? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I'm looking, I'm turning the TV on, like, no, who is that? I'm watching them, right? So um, what was being said, they took their mask off, interviewing them. It was like, yeah, we do. We wear the mask so people just don't see us. They see us working, uh, operating in unison, so people don't see no difference because we, don't want, we want people just to see how our emotions move together and be mm. inspiration. Now, that's the same exact thing that I said to the other guy from Chippewa's. Uh, I only want to name drop his name right yeah, now. I know how this is. I get it. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I said, really? That's Man. the same thing I said to you. And while we wear the white makeup and white mask and stuff, yep, we yep. don't want people to see us. We want people to see our emotions, our movement, to be inspiration. I said, now this dude just said the same thing I said, and now you got a group called the Jabberwockies. 
Interesting, interesting, interesting. Where you, I wonder where you get that concept from. I wonder where. But I digress. I digress. That's kind of how that went. But um, moving on from there, man, from the dancing, we were start, start selling merch, right? Never, nobody was doing. I was kind of like at the beginning of some of this stuff. I'm thinking like, bro, if I was doing that, if I had some help, like, but I was still like, when you're leading, you don't yeah. know. You don't really know how 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 hot you really are. You know what I'm saying? Like how yep. you got how what you can really do with it because you ain't got no help. You you walking yep. blindfolded. Yeah. You can't really see the steps in front of you. Like, dang, bro, I'm just trying to figure it out. But we had merch. We selling merch. The merch turned into me doing the whole now custom clothing for people. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm gonna call it IOC Designs, and everybody asked me about my merch. We getting jack. We had Letterman jackets, bro. We had the shirts, the hats, skullways. People seeing us rocking the gear out. Like, what is IOC stuff? What is this? But that was a dance group. No, no, it's our merch though, too, though. But it's I said, now I'm like it's a clothing company. I, I use the name. I'm like, I'm gonna say it's a clothing company. You know the group name. I'm gonna use yep. the clothing name. I'm like IOC Designs, I guess. You know, graphic designs and stuff. And that's how that came. And you remember when I had it. Before I even had a shop, I had it at the house. Yeah, I remember. I had and stuff set up. Yeah, we went to Chicago it. and to the event. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. I was learning then. I was learning. So then invest sure. a little bit of money to learn how to do what I what I did. And that turned into me really making a name for myself, having a, a, a location in Fort Wayne. We closed that more to Indy and able to have our own location in Indianapolis, having a full barbershop, nail salon, all that, man, um, in Indy. And it was just from that round four, really starting off, that entrepreneurship came back once again. Rewind back from the dancing and have a merch. To now, now you do custom clothes for other people because people kept asking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that grew to where I was at. That next step of entrepreneurship, my next business venture, man, was uh, getting into uh, well, actually barbering. You know, too, I did the barbering thing too. Been cutting hair since college. So I said, let me get licensed. I like to be professional, whatever I do. I saw I was cutting hair in college, and then I went to stop going to school pretty much. You know, we do the married life with kids. And I went, ended up going back to barber school, got the barber license. That's how I moved to Indy. So I moved to Indy. I had my barber license and my whole t-shirt shop stuff. I was marketing out of someone else's shop, their barber shop and my t-shirt business. I put it inside their shop. From two years later, I ended up having my own shop over a 2,000 square foot building, mm. signage outside, saying no bank loans, no nothing. Mm. To our own barber shop, um, t-shirt shop, and my other business partner was doing the fitness stuff. And you met my boy. My yeah, boy I remember Jim. that. Yep. And we had all that going in. From there, my membership partnership, we kind of split up, and I did my own other a separate shop. We had the whole uh, nail shop and barber shop and teacher shop, me and my wife. And that's kind of how we we rolled out with that, man, for like, what, like uh, about nine years mm-hmm. in, in Annapolis, man, being entrepreneurs. And that was ground level, starting our own self, and just, man, God was just blessing us, but it was taking that that grind, that hard work. I knew what it took. So I didn't take this blueprint anywhere I go because I knew what worked. I learned it. And that went up from me then learning to... Uh, um, when business kind of starts slowing up a little bit different months, I was like, let me try. Sometimes I always like work a job sometimes too in the business. So kind of balance money out and things like that. Definitely, I right. I go work in insurance and that's how I first got into insurance back in 2014. So nine years ago when I got into oh, insurance. Oh, wow. You've been in it that long? Yeah, sir. Dang. So Yeah. And my brother said the same thing. He said, people see your success now with insurance. They don't really understand how long you've been in the game. Because even though I wanted insurance since, 20, since I got in in 2014, but if you rewind, IOC, the dancing, that's still marketing. That's right. still, I'm getting engagement. I'm getting paid. That's traveling. I'm still marketing myself, learning the marketing skills, the people skills from back then. Working in the t-shirt business, learning the, pe- the marketing and the people skills, using that. So now right. if I get some insurance, oh, you want me to offer your product? That's nothing. I've been, offer, that's I've been marketing nothing. Yeah. I've been marketing the t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? And I've that's harder. Things. The t-shirts is harder. <laughs> Way harder. Way so harder. I, I told people get people think it's arrogance. I said, no, it's not arrogance, bro. It's oh, called confidence. God confidence. Godfidence. It's confidence what God can do through Wait, me. Is that a t shirt? It needs to be a t shirt, bro. It, it needs to be a t shirt. Godfidence. I said, <laughs> so it's not arrogance. It's all day Godfidence. I know what God can do through me and for me. He already did. So when you see my level of success, don't see me, Reggie Key Pearson. You mm. see God through me. Because Ooh. he showed me so many things, he gave me so many so much knowledge. I'm misusing what he gave me, and you see the success of it. That's mm. all you see. So you want to hate somebody? Hate on him, because he the one gave it to me. So I'm saying, bro, mm. Mm. that's all I'm saying. And so that's how I got the insurance industry. So you want to know how that got, I got going? 
I'll end with that. I started at Geico, did that great success, man. I was ranked like number four in one of the regions. I no. sold in like about 20 different states. I was number four and it went, you know, in the company, a couple regions and stuff like that. Top agent. Moved that down, moved from there to uh to Charlotte after being there about four years. Moved to Charlotte, started working for a brokerage. Now I haven't learned the brokerage game. I'm offering auto insurance, homeowners, all the commercial business, stuff like that. Learn all the insurance aspect. Once I got down here, COVID hit. COVID hit, another company had been marketed to me doing Medicare and health insurance. They hit me up, but I'm still working remote for this other company now because the COVID pandemic, everything was shut down in Charlotte. I learned the, uh, I went ahead and said, oh, I'll take the job offer up. So I was still trying to work part-time as a little brokerage and then learning this whole health insurance and Medicare stuff. Learned all that. They taught me all the money I could make. Well, it was really true. I went in there, man, come on now. I got confidence with me now. I got confidence with me. So I was like, what, what the top people making? What they doing? Cool, I'm coming for them. That was it. And so I just started eating, boom, 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 boom. Came in there, and now I'm making over six figures. What the heck? How did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I did like, after I got it, so my LinkedIn, you want to look it up, Reginald Pearson, you look me up on LinkedIn. You'll see the commercials I did for the company. After three months being with the company, they came to my house and said, you know what, we want to do commercials with this dude. So I did I did the commercials for their glass door ads for the for the job that I was doing as an agent. Within a month number four, month four or five, they said, he got to be a manager, supervisor. He, he he got too many different skills. That's, and that's why I want to come in the first place, right? But you got to be humble. I come mm -hmm. in at the low spot, but I ain't going to yeah. stay there. But you I know your value, life. right? There you go. I I, yeah. I came, I worked my way on up with the big dogs. Like, oh, he up here with us now. He on the leaderboards. He's doing this, getting top awards. Yeah, I'm up here with y'all now. You know what I'm saying? This is what this, this is my <laughs> skills that I developed back from IOC, from the yeah. church, the t-shirt mm. business. Y'all seeing these people skills and stuff mm. like that. Earn, I obtained these throughout the years. So you seeing a final product, but you thinking I just got it now. Like, no, 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 no. Y'all ain't teach me nothing. Just like Steph Curry said, Steph Curry said, people see him shooting these threes. He was 10, 11 years old working on his jump shot with his yes, dad. Yes. He'd been in the gym. So you see Steph yes. now, he's a champion. Why? He didn't start yesterday. He didn't start two weeks, two weeks ago, even a year ago. This man been working on his game 10, 12 years ago in the game. Now you see the success, like, oh, that's how he's so good. Yes. He been working in the gym, and that's where my mindset comes from. Entrepreneurship. I worked at Medicare company, bro. Was number four in the whole country out of three hundred and fifty managers, sales managers. Mm. From there, we had a big layoff. Long story short, they laid me off. I, I hired another company. They put me in the Wall Street Journal. Ooh. They said, "Oh, this guy, you know what I'm saying, got this job at this company. I'm gonna drive the company out." And um, they want to do an interview with me off of LinkedIn, the Wall Street Journal, interview me about my job and how I got the job and my experience in marketing and sales. That job ended up laying, laying us all off after a year. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of the layoff situation with this healthcare right. industry and stuff. Yeah. I'm about to start my own business. I know how to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to do t-shirts and the barber. Let me go ahead and do it in the health industry. And now, thank God, I'm able to have Regal Insurance Company, which is my, I believe, my my final word for us. One of my last final businesses I'm going to operate, you know, God always give you more. You got more yes, ideas. Yes, you, but yes. I know this is my foundational business here and my retirement business. It's going to be my, my business called Regal Insurance Agency. I started that with me and my wife, man. We started it in, uh, what, February of this year. Man, have had so much great success, man, out in the field, helping people with life insurance, with health insurance and Medicare and even PNC. But as you start going into the business, you start kind of seeing what's working, or what you can do or what you maybe should take away. So what I started really doing, my main focus now is life, health, and Medicare. That's mm. it. Those people always gonna need life That's insurance. Recession That's recession-proof. Recession-proof, <laughs> there you go. Yep. They always need life insurance, mm. right? Health insurance, Medicare and health insurance, the same thing, but Medicare is for you 65 and older. Health insurance for everybody. A lot of people get laid off on their job, no health insurance. You know, or entrepreneurs, no health insurance. We help companies and individuals with health insurance, Medicare insurance, and life insurance. Companies and individuals. Those are the three things that I focus on now and ain't changing or adding to it when it comes to insurance. That's it. So how does... Go, go ahead. Keep going. We got, I got... You got so much no, to talk about. Go ahead. No, oh, and, and, <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying that. And that's it. So that's where I'm at right now. You see me, entrepreneur, bro, with this insurance industry, bro. Me and my wife, we a team. Um, and that actually starting the business as a team, relationship-wise, that kind of helped our marriage as well. It made y'all closer, I'm assuming. Made us much closer, man. Yeah. But we had to go through rough patches, though. People see 23 years, 23 years ain't one that easy, bro. 
We went through a rough patch last year. We was about to get a divorce. That's all. Wow. Dr. Michael Nettle. Man, y'all seem like an unbreakable couple. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah, people, people I don't see that. If y'all did get a divorce, I'm like, y'all my, y'all my hope. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, bro, I appreciate you saying that. And have, we have several other couples that said that to us too, and people. And I'm like, man, you people on social media, this so you're in a lot of people post their highlight reels. Yeah. They don't, they don't talk they about do. the, the deep dark they may go on, they don't talk about the pain. The experiences they may go through, man. Because even though you're busy with business, you got this go. You can have a great success. You can be making millions in your business, but your household relationship can be going he's down. Right. There you go, suffering, bro. So yeah. I had to learn about balance, man. Um, when it comes to business, when it comes to this church of ministry, all that, my family I had to really get focused. Both of us, we had to make some changes, bro. And so going through mental health counseling helped, man. Wow. You can you can pray all day long. Ain't nothing wrong with praying. Right, but right. If you don't sit your butt down with a counselor and you going through stuff. That is one thing that a lot of us people of color we avoid. Like it's a it's a plague. Oh, you going to the council? You going to talk to somebody? Yeah. Oh yeah. You, we all need to. We all need to sit down with somebody. I so agree. we have went individual counseling, and then we went to marriage counseling, bro. And that really helped us strengthen our foundation. Because a house divided cannot stand, and mm. a house is on sand can't stand. Definitely. And so we was we was we was getting some sandy foundation, bro. And now that we back with a solid firm foundation, man. Our marriage is going up. Our business is going up the same mm. way. Ain't nothing but success, bro. Ain't nothing but success, man. And it took both of y'all. So, like, uh, I don't want to get too uh, deep into that, but uh, if you're if you're vulnerable enough, because you know it's always this information can help someone else. You, you, oh yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's hard. It's already hard to find healthy relationships, especially entrepreneur healthy relationships, because you and your wife are both go getters. You know what I mean? So how was that shift for both of you to put your personal feelings, et cetera, to the side and to focus on building, rebuilding and structuring your relationship? Oh, man, it it was it was tough because you always feel like you're right and the other person's wrong regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. In, in your in your relationship, bro, we had we was talking, we got one of our videos that we're working on too, talking about that, bro. When somebody do some relationship, you automatically, you go tell everybody who you know how right you was, how wrong the other person was. Yeah. You're never telling what you did wrong. Facts. And and then you make whatever you did was like this big. Yeah. What they did was this big. Huge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how you play it. So so what you're doing, you're building your own defense team. Mm. Like, she did this. She said this. She did that. Only because I said da 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 or did da da You know, what? Well, no, she tripping, ain't she? I know. And she tripping. Yeah. They, she they, they, yeah. She's doing yeah. the same thing, telling her people, her friends, whoever else, yeah, he tripping, he doing this and that, ooh, but you ain't telling what you said and what you did. Right. So when you we for her, or yeah, or your yeah. partner, yep. You know what I'm saying? So we knew we both played a part of it, but when we sat down with that counseling, mm. individual counseling, and got to do self-reflection on what, what am I doing to contribute to this? Man. What could I have done different? Oh, okay. Oh, so I, I oh, excuse me, I'm part of the problem? See that self awareness and being uh, being vulnerable to even admit that, like, oh, okay, I guess, yeah, well, you is right, you you, you do got a point. Oh, so when I'm doing this, that can make her respond like that. Oh, okay, and right for her when she doing this, that's gonna make him act like that. Oh, yes, okay. So now you get more honest because we're doing one on one counseling. So when we come together now, it's not more pointing the finger. Now it's more about listening, listening. Learn and being able to learn how to communicate better to one another so we can get our points across. So recapping, that was one of the key things. When I say something, we got a limit of like, say, two, three minutes to talk. Then now, before she responds, because you are you know, talking, you want to cut somebody off. No, no, you, 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 <laughs> now recap. So what you're trying to tell me is that keep that this, 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 and this, 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 and that, right? Before she responds about what you want to say. And I can be like, no, that's not what I was saying. What I was saying was this, this, and this. Now that gives her a chance to rethink with how she was gonna respond to me. Mm. She was interpreting what I was saying a yes. different way. Okay. From and maybe how I come off. Yeah, her perspective right. is something different. I'm like, you got the wrong perspective or in viewpoint of what I'm saying. Yeah. So get it, get it changed. Now respond. Oh, okay. And so sitting down with a counselor and we was actually doing that, <laughs> man, it helped our relationship go from here to mm. here in months. It kept them up. It just kept going up, bro. Because we learned. How to communicate more effectively and understanding that we both have different perspectives but we have to take the time to understand and respect each other's perspective yes. even though it may be wrong respect it yes. 
and be more understanding about it. Like, okay. And then learning like you marry who your spouse thought marriage looked like. Mm. Oh, say that one more time for the audience. You marry what mm. you think marriage looks like. Wow. So your picture of marriage is what sometimes what you grew up as. Mm. If you grew up in a parent household, you really had a view a view of marriage. You may right. have had uncles or whatever, but you never really had it, right? So right. she grew up in a single parent household. Mm. I grew up with a mom and a dad, right? Yes, she did. Yeah. So I got to see things, the good and the bad. Things work out, you know what I'm saying? Discussing whatever, right. by argument, by thing, it being worked through. She didn't have that picture of a marriage to see that. So her whole thing was, well, we just, I just leave. I walk away. If I get mad, I'm ticked. I'm walking away. I'm leaving. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm trying to, yep, I'm going to say my aunt. Avoid his attachment style. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the fire wow. flight. Ain't no fighting. I'm flighting. I'm leaving. Boom, I'm gone. Yeah. And so me understanding that and her understanding that by self-reflecting and seeing, oh, that's what you've been trained to do since you was right. a kid. You've been trained to not have uh be be committed and stick with whatever was going on. Or problem arises, you walk away, you shut down. Right. Mm, that's what you do. And I'm always trying to even if I'm wrong, let's fix it. Let's talk. Let's yeah, because that's what that's that's a healthy relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it wow. was like we button bumping heads yeah. because we didn't really see how we could work through situations yeah. because we weren't on the same page. Got you. But see what I'm saying? So that's what helped us out, bro, to understand, man. People don't get that. You marry who, whatever the picture was painted for that person, you marry that vision. Of their, that's what marriage is to them. So you've been, so before you get married, you need to ask people, what is your ideal marriage? What do you, what do you, what is marriage to you? What is the marriage? Yes. You should ask those questions before you even get married. Before, that's what I'm saying. Before you get <laughs> yeah, married. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. 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 Sir. Oh what is God. your picture of marriage? How do you view, how do you view marriage? Yeah. Because some people think, oh well, it's your money, it's my money. We got two separate accounts. We do we want to do for our money. We just oh, this is money us. we're a team. Yeah, exactly. If we go, if we're gonna do this, we're on the same team. Yes. There yes. you go. It's teamwork. Oh but but we have to when you get married, you have to drop those those self that selfish mindset. Egos you know, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all mine. It's what I want. Well, it's what y'all both want. Okay, you, it's compromising is the big C word. People don't want to talk about marriages. Compromise. You put that big C out there. People are like, well, I ain't compromising. I ain't bowing down. He ain't going to tell me. She ain't going to. Bro, you must want no relationship then. Because marriage is communication <laughs> and compromising, man. Them the two big C's, communication and compromise. And so you're going to be able to work it out. Like, you may not agree with 100% what that person viewpoint and perspective is. But guess what? That's We're going to be in the middle somewhere, okay, to bring okay. peace. If you really want this relationship to work, let's bring peace. Well, cool. We'll do this. We'll do that. Right. All right. Cool. You know. So it's not. It's not about always winning a relationship. It's about having peace. I love that. I love that because I feel like a lot of people get divorces over trivial stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, things that could have really been worked through if they would have been emotionally intelligent and mature enough to have those conversations. Exactly. You know? Sometimes you are able to have them one-on-one -on -one together you know mm. you because you need a mediator that's called a counselor and somebody who and, and I, i'm gonna throw this out there and not your pastor you said and not the pastor and not your pastor no one from your church either why hold up could you <laughs> tell me why tell us why tell us why tell us why man because it's based upon a lot of times your pastor can be partial to one of the, one or two or the other it's, it's i got you it's biased you know okay yeah. yeah, and you could be really biased about it and be like, you know what? Well, I'm cool with, with, with Keith. He he be here. He be faithful. I don't see you that much at church. <laughs> yeah, he pay his tithes. Like, <laughs> yeah, he pay his tithes. So he must be telling the truth. And he been he been tithing for a long time. Right, right, right. When I needed my car wash, he helped me out. The other day, I had a flat. You know what I'm saying? He did this. Yeah. So he, he gotta be telling me the truth. And vice versa, if the, if the sister, the woman, she's in the church, more active and you know the pastor bro relationship. She, she, she gonna be yeah. She, he gonna yeah. believe what she's saying, right? So yeah. I advise you, don't get no marriage counseling from your church. I love that. Unless you have a separate pastor with some church. Some churches, I'll give all this, I'm being real fast. Some churches have it structured. Their church is structured like an organization, like it should be. Many, I'll slow my words down. They have their church structured like an organization, like a business. They mm. have a different pastor for different things. Oh, you got wow. the maybe head pastor who preaches on a Sunday, 
-hmm. but you have these other pastors and ministers that some of them are even licensed in different things I to like talk that. to you about how else you do it. So that pastor that's preaching on Sunday, you ain't meeting with him about your marriage. Yeah. It's this pastor right here. You're meeting with him yeah. about your marriage. Yeah, he or like she different principles in the school. There you go. I got it. There okay. you go. Okay. And when you have that, I say <laughs> thumbs up. Go oh ahead and get God. counseling on that one. All right. Yes. If your church offers that. But if not, go ahead and get outside counseling. Everybody got all this insurance you're paying. If you, you know, working a job, bi weekly on your paycheck, use that. It ain't just for when you get a cold or, or think you don't get a COVID test. Go get it to get your mind checked. Go get your relationship checked out and sit yes. down with someone. And that will help you see life in a different perspective and uh, and help you build yourself up to be the better person you need to be in your in your in your marriage. Yes. Yeah. I just want to salute you as a black man for being able to be self-aware of your own actions and aware of your relationship in a in a way of seeing where your wife was at and realizing that she grew up in a different parent household and how that psychologically affected her throughout you guys' marriage and not penalized her for her perspective of relationships and knowing that you did have a different perspective. I commend yeah. you for that. And I think that takes a lot of maturity, patience, and love. You know, that's a whole different level of love because you could have said, F this, my parents didn't do this. You know, that's your problem. And just, you know, yeah. divorce. And balance, and balance yeah. real talk. Right. And my that's... kids grown too. My kids are yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you black young, you still handsome and black and young, like man. I'm like, you yeah. good. <laughs> I think your wife beautiful too, though. Now finding a good brother, there ain't no, you know, uh, I wouldn't say certain words, but no. it ain't about nothing. I put like that. Yeah, it ain't nothing out here now. Hey, yeah, yeah. Brother can have brother can have change and money, but be a, a straight pimp and a hoe the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Be a Abusive, verbally or physically abusive. Yep. Oh, but he bought me a Birkin purse. Oh, he got me buying my pay my car payment. But yet you got knocked upside your head. Exactly. You can't trust him because yeah. you know he got other girls in the car with him too all the time. Twenty four seven. You can't yeah. trust him when you're talking about your own community relationship. I I know stuff like this go down with people. You know what I'm saying? Like so, money ain't everything. The look ain't everything. But yes, you, you ain't gonna find a perfect package with nobody. But right. I tell people you should have find five good qualities you want in a person. Five qualities. Man. If that person is meeting three of them. Mm. My tip for the day. If they mean at least three of them, it's a good thing. You ain't gonna find all five. I guarantee you ain't gonna find all five. If they mean in three of those five top qualities, you write down your own personal five top qualities you want to find in a spouse and significant other. And they can if they can meet two of them, nah, don't don't settle. Don't settle. If they can at least work on that third one, if they trying to work on that third one for you, they're working on it. Get some time to work to get it built up. Don't marry yet. But when they get them, these three of them five. That's solid three. It's time to sign that deal because you ain't going to find nobody with four or five out there. I'm letting you know. Four or five is, me and my have been married for a long time. We're working on four and five right now. We've been married for 23 years. Mm. Oh, you are drunk. Some gems. <laughs> Come on now. We're working on four and five right now. Man. So wow. you think you're going to find the streets? You ain't going to find nobody perfect for you. You're going to meet all five things. No, sorry. Sorry. So quick, go don't fall for one. Cause they oh he cute, they sexy, don't mean nothing. They can't cook, they can't do nothing else. They ain't bad with money. Mm -mm. Skip all that. It's cuteness, you can find cuteness everywhere. You can find cuteness that can balance their money. Right. Not being rich, but know to balance money and take care of money, about their business. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta find that because number the one number thing, everybody wanna find somebody you know, that at least attract they're physically attracted to. Right. If you ain't not find a lot of marriages that may think they got three, but the one they're missing on it, they lied about it, there's really only two. That mm. That's that honeymoon phase. Where, yeah. yeah. They getting, they getting, oh, because they got money. Oh, he was here. She was nice. Yes. This and that. But just they got that physical attraction all with the person. They they sneaking in t and tipping and you know, all the, everything else they're doing because they're not physically uh, or uh, attached to that person. They're like, right, right. Uh, he really just, uh, and she ain't really that, but uh, but they got money. They got that. They got that. Da, 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 they got the house, but. You ain't physically attracted to them. Oh. So you're going to slip up. You're going to be tempted. Right. Okay? So that's number one. They ain't going to be the finest thing in the world, but you have to be, that's the, you have to be physically attracted to them sometimes. Right. If not, believe me. I don't care how grown, how strong you think you may are, how educated you are. <laughs> believe me. Somebody's going to come with that one thing you missing out in your current relationship and slide in and be like, yeah, see, <clears throat> you don't look all like this, but look at me. 
Hey, she ain't, she ain't exercising. She ain't looking like this. Look at, hey, hey, look, hey, look at oh me. Ooh, yeah, wifey at home, bonnet on her head, ain't brush her teeth in two days. You know what I'm saying? House all dirty. You know what I'm saying? I'm making all this money, shoot. Yeah, but old girl over here, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, I don't know. Now you slip. See what I'm saying? Yeah, dang. And, will start coming. Uh, and with social tripping. media, it's a thousand times easier to slip up. Social media will destroy your life. I believe it. it. Will, if you don't have control over social media nowadays, it will destroy your life. That's why some people say, oh, I'm with social media. They may tell you why, because they don't mess with social media, because social media has put them in jail before, not by their own self, by their significant other. <laughs> okay? <laughs> They've been in jail before. Social media will destroy your life and your family. Because mm. there's so much temptation. So I told my wife that it has good and it's bad. And um, some of our issues were all before around separate social media stuff. You know what I'm saying? Old friends, people you knew yeah. from school, college. Sneaking back in. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, trying to DM you. Man. All, all that man. kind of stuff, bro. It's man. like, okay. Because you and your wife are very attractive. Like, you and your wife, are y'all both y'all both bad. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it happens, man. So we had to put those safeguards up. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and avoid certain things. Right. You get a void. You got a void because some people will, you post something, say something, they think, and you say something else. Like, it's just like, I'm not trying to even, no, get out of my DM. Stop yeah, playing with me. Yeah. You know? And I sort of like, sometimes some chicks was at DM me, sending me, hey, I'm, uh, my name is Big Booty 72, and you want to look at my videos? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not looking at, no, block. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I don't want that kind of stuff because you get that kind of junk out here on social media and you can easily get yourself caught up in it. I'm you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you, you know, that's where it takes man's strength. Now, um, nowadays, you're not just fighting the outside people in the world, in the streets. You may see mall, work, whatever it may be, but you got fighting opposite sex and everything's off from social media. Definitely. That's a whole other ball game you got to deal with. So if you don't have self-control, um, social media is, is like really pretty much another form of soft porn, to be honest with you. I believe that. I believe that. You so know? As a, let, me, let me ask you this question, because uh, I really in the future would love uh, to have you and your wife on the podcast and talk about marriage and relationships in the future but right now we we're we gonna talk about you in your life um so man to man i've never been married but we're in different times now and with this social media and knowing how detrimental it can be to relationships uh especially because you have a very attractive wife and so uh i feel if i was married like that and and knowing that you know my wife is uh highly naturally attractive I would feel that like why you need to be on social media unless you actually have a business in promoting something outside of that who you need to talk to i don't know how you feel about how you like you get what i'm saying because it's so easy for these this, this, go ahead i i don't know i don't know I just... <laughs> well it's it's true to that it's true to that that's kind of our conversation that we had before about each other social media right like we had our own personal which is called the old heads we on facebook yeah the old you know? heads yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook is people who you knew from back home, high school, whatnot, but some of them still had to get blocked and weed out. Gotcha. So we'll go through and filter out the certain people that just be Wait, hold trying on. to do Y'all did this together? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. We'll just filter it out, bro. Like, uh-uh, block her, block him, uh-uh, rule that person, uh-uh, you know what I'm saying? And go through. So I like, now you go to my friends, let's see, do I got anybody suspect? If you don't want them on myself, I believe them. Let's go. Yo, that is love. Yo, that is partnership right there. Yeah, Man. bro. Wow. I feel like, I don't know, you're an entrepreneur. You might already have this written down in your goals. Of I feel that you will be a great marriage counselor and someone that uh, could help people before they even get married to almost have like a course where it's like, hey, I hate to break it to you, but uh, I think y'all need to go reevaluate your lives and uh, reconsider. <laughs> Y'all not ready yes, for marriage. <laughs> yes, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, bro. That's literally what the series that me and my wife coming up with. Um, I don't know we're going to call it Relationship Goals or whatever. I'm, we've been working on the names, title, or something like that. But that's what we really want to talk to. We already got a couple couples that uh, came to us that wanted us to do their marriage counseling. Oh, man. Um, so we, we, we open for that. Just get uh, called it um, Things I Wish I'd Known Before I Got Married. We did one series before my YouTube okay. page. We did one thing of it, but now we like, we talked about it actually last week. We said, okay, we need to now expound upon this and really get into this. Things I wish I would have known before I got married. And it's marriage tips, you okay. know. Um, 
and I gave you like one of those, like say, hey, pick five. Don't try to get yes. but at least pick five. Guarantee you gotta have at least these five, right? You want those mm -hmm. five, but they're not gonna have all five. Yeah. So if some people stay single till they're fifty years old, they ain't meet all my traits, so I'm done. No. Oh, first of all, you ain't meet everybody traits. Woo! Say it again. You ain't meet everybody uh. traits. Your, your attitude right there, that's why you ain't married to steal and, you, and, you, and you're 50 years old. That's why. That's why. <laughs> your attitude right there. Nobody want to be, you ain't been in a serious relationship. That's why. Because your attitude right there. So you have to change your thinking, your outlook, and perspective on things. And so you at least meet three of those five, bro. Man, that's a sealed deal because you no, nobody perfect out there, including me and yourself, whoever. We're yeah. not perfect. We, we all we all work in progress. Most people understand that they are work in progress and they aren't the gift the gods are now because now, being honest with you, man, like, now you talk about social media, like, and with women being on there, man, now I feel it's tough for guys because you got, I'm just being real, you got a lot of stuff out there where you think <laughs> it's a chick, it may not be a chick. Yeah. It it's tricky out here. It's tricky. <laughs> and then if it is a chick, she's so filtered or yep. all this stuff done up, that yep. she ain't you real. don't know, like, hold on, I thought this hair was your hair, I thought... <laughs> The lip was a the eyelash. Uh, yeah, the eye, the eyelashes didn't cover. Eyelash like get a full beard. The eyelashes so big now. They blinking now. Is that a beard or a mustache? Oh, eyelashes. Oh, like you know what I'm saying? Like so, you know, it's so many things out there women can do that for themselves. But brothers, you gotta be like, I'm gonna do a haircut, braids, ball, whatever. Right. I mean, I have the options. You know what I'm saying? Brush my teeth and smile. That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Hey, brush my teeth and smile. That's all I got. That's all I got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What, you, what else you want? But women, right, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole, the makeup, deceiving. like, literally. Very deceiving. Women can be our complexion, but when you see on their social media, they look like this, though. <laughs> like, oh, I thought your skin was all this color. You know, you, but it's all kind of makeup on. I'm like, you darker than me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, man, I, I would love to uh, have a panel and talk to women and ask them, like, are you guys doing that for us or y'all doing that for each other? Because if you ask a man, that's not what we want from y'all. Exactly. Because uh, I feel like any real man would rather see a woman at her natural state first and admire that beauty because anything from that, and I, if I like it, it's going to just get better, right? If she had, ma had makeup. You know what I'm saying? But if I see you at your best first, and then you work down later, I'm just like, ah, oh, shoot. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know it was like that. And it's some, I know one married um, lady, man, she said her husband never seen her without makeup on before. They've been married over, over 10 years. Are you, so she go to sleep with it and that can't be healthy. She wow. makes sure he goes to sleep first and the lights is out. And then she get up before he get up to put her makeup on. So he's here that way. Bro, she is a professional. That's yeah. just too much for me, bro. That's she is a con artist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, she get an award. I don't, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we're saying that somebody gonna watch this like he talking about me. He, he need to shut up. Listen, hey, that's since you're doing that, that's on you, but you're meaning to see who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Who you, yes. who you really are. You know what I'm saying? You'll hear maybe mm -hmm. this long and not this long. But yeah. hey, let him see that though. On his yeah, because it's gonna be somebody that's gonna love you for that though. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta find your peoples. You, know? you gotta find yeah, find the one that's right for you. If he's just that vain, hey, move move on. But you deceiving somebody and leading them leading them astray based upon a, a false image that you present every day. Yeah. You know, and you're doing it on social media, but then you start doing it in the person too. Because now I'm like, is this person really? I don't know. She better not. She don't. She's scared to wash her face. She never like what. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me, if you got blemishes, he, the man need to love you for the blemishes or yeah. no blemish. Whatever. Let me see that, sis. Let me see that first. I got to okay, give a cool. disclaimer. <laughs> and ladies, we love y'all. We ain't bashing y'all because we love y'all. We just letting you know what we real men love about y'all. Okay? That's all. Exactly. <laughs> be, be, be natural. Be, ain't nothing wrong with being beautifying yourself but putting makeup yeah. on. Natural beauty but is the best beauty. The, the extra, the, the, the beat, uh, it, it, sometimes it's too much. Mm. It's too much. Men don't yeah. want that, man. So, you yeah. know, sometimes think, your natural lashes is enough. <laughs> a lash on is cool, but don't, yeah. they ain't gonna be dark in the whole room with your lashes on. I mean, it's just, I, yeah. I digress, man. You know, I'm just saying. I know, I know. And and we're gonna finish up on the on this topic with the social media and the, the girls deceiving man uh, off of this. Uh, a lot of it is because of the, the false uh, confidence through the likes and the validation. It's so easy for women today 
to put a filter on and to get this false sense of validation from these low energetic males out here that would like on any pretty looking female. And so they yep. they feel validated, which is like you get with a real man, I'm gonna make you feel insecure. You, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? And yep. it's it's unfortunate because it's not getting any better. It's actually getting worse because now you have children that are born into this environment and this is what they will know. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm glad that I'm I'm a end of the 1900s and I got to get a taste of the last of the real world before technology, you know, you know, yeah. tweeners, you know, because um when these young girls grow up, man, we they, man, it's gonna be a different breed of women. Just how the, it's a different breed of men, too. I don't want to just get on women, yeah. but we already knew men ain't, you know, ain't. <laughs> no, yeah. We already yeah, we know. That we deal with. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, man, uh, this was a great conversation. Uh, I like to end the podcast uh, with words of wisdom, something that uh, you can give to the people, um, some insight into life, you know. So feel free to share. And then after that, uh, let us know where we can find you. Um, any any new things that you got coming out, and uh, obviously give give me that information later so I can uh, post it to the people. Got you. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, this 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 is a one word of I'll say this wisdom that I learned, man. That uh, life is made up of a bunch of choices. Um, we make excuses, but life is made up of choices. And so the only person that's stopping you from being successful or reaching any goal in life is you right there in the mirror you because there's so many opportunities out there now for anyone to succeed in any field in any genre they want to do in life all you got to do is one first you can pick up a book but now you can google it it's mm. all kind of free training out there that you can get onto and learn to help you out whatever craft or skill you want to learn you can do it so i tell people don't limit yourself it's about you making the right choices in life and you may make a choice that may not work right don't beat yourself up life is about once again choices and that choice might have been the wrong one this time, cool. Get back on the track again and let's go. Because life, I tell people, it's like a highway. You want a journey, right? And when you're on your life's journey, guess what? There's called exits on that journey, right? Exits on the highway, right? So some people in your life even have to exit off on your journey. They can't go on with you. Hey, exit on exit 25. That's for you. Get out of my life. I'm going. I'm on my path. And so along that path on your journey, you may run into different potholes, roadblocks. It's all good. You made a detour, but you're still on your journey moving forward. So never give up on your journey in life. But remember that. It's, it's based upon your choice, your decisions, and never let no one stop you. You know, keep moving forward. That's all I can pretty much tell you. Just keep moving forward, and you can be successful, whatever you want to do. Love it. Thank you for sharing. Very well said. Y'all heard it from the best. So where can we find you? What do you have going on before we end this podcast? Awesome, awesome. Well, you can find me. I am on uh, I'm on IG as well. Um, um, I, I got two pages. My other page, one, my main page is called Real Talk with Reg, R- ea real talk and then with reg all one word all together real talk with reg that's on ig and even though i'm on yeah same thing on tiktok too yeah real talk with reg um and that's my like speaking page things like that let me talk about some relationship stuff as well in there that's what real talk with reg is all about um then i'm also we have a regal insurance agency all right so regal insurance agency that's on ig as well um and on facebook regal insurance agency you look us up um, you can check us out and see what we're doing on there right now. It's called the Super Bowl when it comes to Medicare for health insurance right now. So October 15th to December 7th, we're helping a lot of people who are 65 or older with getting better benefits and also getting the extra grocery cards and things like that to qualify for, but a lot of people miss out on. So you, people need to be reaching out to me, calling me, inboxing me. Just today, I locked down a deal with somebody. Somebody called me yesterday, locked down a deal. I mean, like, literally, I'm in, I'm at group homes. I'm at, I'm at, um, you're going to see me. I'm going to be posting a bit of my videos. I'm being at the Dollar Trees. Family Dollars, the Walmart, you're going to see me outside. You set up my booth. I'm helping people out all week long. You're going to see some stuff posted tomorrow. I um, mean, just helping people get in it. The good thing about it, it costs people this much every month. Zero dollars, mm. no money. They get you additional benefits for co-pays, zero co-pays for your doctors, stuff like that. Um, Over-the-counter benefit cards, grocery cards, zero co-pays. It's all given to you on a debit card. That's what I'm doing. So that's what I do to help folks out, man. So. I'll be doing that from right now, starting tomorrow, all the way to December 7th. I'm on this kind of grind time, helping people out, man, changing some lives. And I love it, man. You keep doing the blessing. We appreciate you uh, giving your wisdom on the shift. And you and your family, man, we appreciate you. Y'all enjoy your day.
Uh, thank you. Appreciate it, man. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this transformative journey through this shift. As we come to the close of today's episode, I encourage you to reflect on the subtle yet profound changes that occur when we embrace on the possibility of transformation. Remember, every moment presents an opportunity to initiate a shift in our perspectives, our habits, and ultimately our lives. Let us carry the lessons learned today forward, allowing them to guide us through the twists and turns of life as we navigate the complexities of growth and change. May we find solace in the knowledge that every step we take, no matter how small, contributes to the evolution of our being. Join us next time as we continue to explore the endless possibilities that arise when we embrace the shift. Until then, keep seeking, keep growing, and keep shifting towards the best version of yourself. And remember, change is not only invitable, but also the catalyst for our greatest achievements. Your host, King Zo. Just my thoughts. Enjoy your day.